Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And uh, welcome. <laughs> Remember that, time, that one time it was me and you and we were in uh, Alexa's basement? Oh, fuck and, yeah. Like, you, you brought it up so many times. Like I, I hypnotized you guys <laughs> into like relaxation. We're like, dude, do it again. How'd you do that? Oh my God, it was amazing. Dude, that was incredible. It was like a guided meditation, but I don't, you were, I don't even know what you were saying. It was just, it flowed with the whole experience. Yeah, I can only do it in English because it's like that complicated. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like, well, I mean, honestly, if you just Google relaxation induction, that's kind of like the terminology for hypnosis. And then it's it's just this idea of like walking someone down into like a state of parasympathetic activation through, you know, like breathing cues and then like, oh, flex this, relax this. And then like you're forcing yourself to really go into like a somatic forced relaxation but you're not doing anything mm. you're just listening to me that's like the hypnosis mentality yeah. give yourself to me trust me just follow my voice in other situations it's implied like there's the, there's an exact same technique called yoga nidra and i mean not exact same there but it's like the idea that you're going through a guided meditation mm. and it's different there's something easier about it because you can really go in the back seat and, and well, read a magazine like Paul Selig says, you know. And Yeah, well, it's something to anchor on to, right? So it keeps you, instead of focusing on your thoughts, you have that anchor point that you can latch on to. And that anchor point is just a guide. It's yeah. like um, it's like you're being towed. Yeah. That's a funny way of putting it. Like you could really sit back and then someone, because if you're meditating, then all this stuff comes up and then you address it. And there's kind of this like alertness that comes with it. Mm. And then you're trying to third person while kind of like, like playing the game and mediating the game at the same time, you know, whereas if I'm, if I'm doing it for you or someone's doing it for you, you can go really deep, really fast. That's the same kind of mentality I get in yoga practice. It's like, I can do it on my own, but when I'm in a class setting or with a good instructor, it's just like, I can forget me for that brief hour and just follow the flow. That's why like, I prefer classes than practicing alone. Maybe later on I'll start diving into more alone practices but for me personally i don't know why but it's easy for me to just forget everything and just go into the flow you know mm. i'm i'm the opposite and i think about it often because a lot of friends are like hey you want to like just do yoga like they come over i have a beautiful backyard it's nice outside and they're like let's just bust out some asana mm. and i'm like i get cagey it's weird it's like i can't really put my finger on it. like i said i've thought about it before i something about me being shy something about me just i'm used to doing it alone and mm. as soon as there's another person there maybe there's like an expectation to be like at a certain aptitude like at a certain level mm. and obviously that's something you want to avoid in general in, in yoga practice maybe just in life yeah you know like what's that expression like a comparison is the thief of joy yeah well okay. it's a fucking hard it's a clear comparison is the thief of joy yeah. it's a really concise i don't remember who said it but it was really it's like a little pill of of wisdom yeah you know like really cons conservation of words and just eh. so you would be good at a vipassana well you've done them already i did vipassana yeah, yeah. and i really loved it i mean it's so regenerating hmm. you know i'm i guess i'm just a i'm somewhere in between you know like if you if you buy into the introvert extrovert stuff like i i love people i need people i kind of have like this appeal to authority in the way my brain works so for me to learn anything new to accept new realities someone kind of has to do it first okay i'm not the person who's gonna it's like in that department i lack imagination it's hard for me to just go okay this is reality now based on what i've observed hmm. that takes a lot of time to crack through and, and it's like a you're breaking through a, a real crust 
Maybe we should uh, go into what Vipassana is for those who are listening don't even know. Bruh. Vipassana <laughs> is... Like, I, n- I never even experienced it yet. It's something on my list. But I, I'm, I'm very familiar with the concepts, but... I know you'd love it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, what is your impression of Vipassana? And okay. then I could, like, interject or Sweet, something. Sweet, yeah. So, from my understanding, is from talking to from people I know about it. And mm-hmm. they, the way they explain it is it's a, it's a 10-day silent retreat, right? It's... Mm-hmm. A, and there's like specific tasks you do, but it's, there's no phone, there's no communication. It's just pure silence. Mm. And from how I was explaining, how I interpreted it is that <clears throat> they teach you a way of meditation that's progressive as the week goes on, as the 10 days go on. And it starts with, I think, uh, you just sit in silence in the beginning and you focus on one point of the body. I think they start with like the nose, just create yeah. as much awareness to that specific point And then... As your practice continues and the next day follows, they start adding a bigger state of awareness. Okay, you did your nose, now we'll focus on your whole face. Put your awareness there. And then the goal is by the 10th day is that you've done a complete body scan and it's really just feeling any type of sensation in your body as a witness and observer, not as a reaction. So it's really separating you from physical sensation, emotional sensation, and observing it rather than being it. So that's the main thing I took away from it and I I see that in my yoga practice is like I'll go into a deep stretch mm-hmm. whereas I used to care about how it looks and how am I doing this pose right is my arm high enough is my leg bent enough to more just how does my body feel and what does it need what is it asking of me you know so I was just wondering like I guess that's the same concept with Vipassana but it's a little bit more cerebral it's because there's not much movement happening right I I thought of the parallel often mm. and there is like a a a definite like there's like a silence in in yoga mm. in all a lot of the practices there's this like whatever kind of you know generically speaking removal of the self or something to notice what's really there yeah. like if you want to put it in a in a really broad way and so I really I totally get what you're saying when you talk when you compare when you like inject it into into asana cuz you're yeah. It's like a holding and an awareness, essentially. But I guess if you keep the parallel, it's like it's it's almost it's like an it's analogous. It's not it's not like it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's like you're you're holding a pose for ten days. Yeah. Okay. Which is why everything you said is perfect description from mm. my experience. My okay. experience wasn't totally traditional because it was in Canada. Okay. You know, like uh, I think the real ones. There's like well, real. You know, like let's say the older ones. Yeah. There's these white rooms like these tiny closets and you like you you do some group meditating you learn the technique that you're talking about and it is simply put a a body awareness body scanning kind of technique and a lot of weird stuff comes up it's kind of fun really it's it's something but um yeah so where where i did it you as much removal as possible of of all stimuli happens like you're they would kill you if they could if they could bring you back you know like it's, it's <laughs> just the the technique i used to, i used to be afraid of talking about it yeah. of, of being like oh you know this is the technique like as if i'm giving people the technique okay and they're gonna do it wrong or something and maybe there is a little i don't yeah. want to say danger there but like something like that like yeah. you know you're not getting the full experience and that's my point is that you have to go there you yeah. have to do it Vipassana comes from Gautama Buddha, like the Buddha. He was like, this is how to make ordinary people wake the fuck up. Mm. And 
Vipassana, I don't remember exactly what it means, but it means like only what's real or like what is there. Okay. So you're practicing and there's no chanting. It's not a name of God. It's not, it's not even God. It's, it's you. What mm. can you actually feel? What are you actually experiencing? When you're scanning your body, your brain even like has this habit to picture the body or to feel the body. Your eyes might even dart back and forth as you're scanning like from one arm to the other mm. or something. But the truth of it is um, that you, you can't, you're seeing black, your eyes are closed. So yeah. like f- look at the black kind of thing, okay. you know, and then there's like a centering of that. Feel your actual body, feel your breath. A lot of times I was unconsciously holding my breath also because then I could feel my pulse hmm. in different parts of my body. And then someone pointed it out and I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize I was doing that. It's like you're always finding ways to like alter or distort. And then you, you notice that in Vipassana and it's, it's about going there and mm. 10 days of like it's a big commitment, right? It's you're pretty much 10 days. You're dropping your life because yeah, you need to have a, I was lucky at the time I was able to, to get off work and yeah. I had like a flexible schedule. Quote I unquote. mean, that's like already part of the practice is just getting there, right? You're committing to a 10 day. Yeah. I ex- see it a bit like ayahuasca, like, yeah. like the universe kind of lets you do it. Yeah. You know, like something things just to line up. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a calling in a sense. Like it's like, mm. Before it feels right, it's it, you need that little nudge and say, "Oh shit, I have the open schedule now." You know, it just appeared. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get that with ayahuasca mm. in terms of schedule, also because I just had a very free schedule at the yeah. time. But with with vipassana, it was like what people talk about with ayahuasca. It's like a friend comes out of nowhere. He's like a guy I trust and I admire. He's like a little older than me, yeah. very successful guy, and he's like, "Dude, you would love vipassana." <laughs> this guy's done like yeah. fire walking. He's done wow. like a bunch of uh, psychedelics, and Sweet. and he's like uh, a businessman. You know, he's like an entrepreneur. Sweet. So it's easy to be like in admiration, you know. And yeah. then he goes like, he just he just like you could see that there's like truth going through the guy, and he just looks at me and goes, "You should it, do vipassana." It resonates with you right away. Yeah, but like, not in the, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. But like something really does get Mm. tickled. Yeah. You know, with ayahuasca, I was always like kind of resistant. That was the tickle is what I found out later. But with Vipassana, it was like, oh, you like meditation? This is like a group of monks who devoted their lives to preserving exactly what the Buddha taught. Mm. And it's it's like a, a mini... It's almost like a substanceless trip, okay. which is why it's drawn out. You know, yeah. it's, you push the fast forward button with some rapé and some ayahuasca and yeah. some psilocybin and whatever, yeah. which is not necessarily a bad thing if you do it right. But with Vipassana, you're, you know, like you just said now, like uh, you, you're like you, someone tells you to do it. You get the calling. You feel yeah. like better about it. I didn't feel better about it. My personality is doesn't apply to everyone but like i had to like i'm the kind of person who kind of like doesn't really want to do the thing and then i'm on the plane hmm. and i'm like well i'm doing the thing <laughs> like it's too late you kind of just have to put yourself in it like immersed and then you accept it kind of thing yeah i accept it yeah. after yeah. like i just like something in my subconscious goes this is good for you hmm. do this and before i have a chance to resist it's like i'm always pressing the the reboot i'm like like my brain's like don't do this i'm like don't do this don't, no this is reasons yeah. reasons reasons excuses excuses reboot 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 and nice. then, I, then i'm like oh well i'm on the proverbial plane you know like <laughs> it's too late i've yeah. done i've jumped off yeah. the, the cliff so to speak and just find your way through that yeah now it's like figure yeah. it out and yeah. then and i like doing that because there's anxiety and anxiety feels like you're dying but you're not 
So you're just like, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, like I thought I wouldn't be okay. A part of me knew I would be, and here I am. And I mean, you go through that like 10 times in, in some, or I did anyway with Vipassana. It's like, I'm, I get there, I'm, I'm confused, I'm a little shy. And then it's like, oh, by the way, like there's going to be like a little orientation. And then you don't talk, you don't look at anybody. You don't, you try not, you don't kill any insects, hmm. nothing. The only reason you don't talk, I found out later, is because the point is not to lie. Hmm. There's, 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 a, there's a deep yoga to Vipassana. There's a, there's a huge like, understanding of what's going on energetically. So the point is don't like muddy your aura, if you want to put it in some okay. new age, like simplistic way. Like Don't kill something, even yeah. if it's an insect. Even hmm. if like, you can't recreate that, you can't make that. So karmically, you're, you're denting the universe. You're doing something that's going to come back to okay. you. And don't lie is hard, so they just tell you don't talk. You <laughs> it know? makes sense, though, because when you start interpreting it outside to someone else, it starts getting inf- influenced by other other factors, right? Yeah, and you don't, and you really notice it at the end of those ten days. Hmm. You know, like you, it, things hit you like waves. You okay. start realizing like your own thoughts coming in in different ways, and you, when people talk to you, the, it, again, it's like waves. Like, you're like, oh, I just. I just noticed this guy move a little, like his face twitched or something, whatever, you know, like example A. And, and, and whatever the truth of that, of that experience was, is not really relevant, but the, it's like you just pick up on energy came out of this guy, something different. Okay. You thought there was something coming in, so you had a channel open, another channel got a, a knock on the door. Hmm. And it's so loud it's so much louder than it was and it goes away fast that's what's annoying is like well i mean you've cut out all stimulus and then bringing all that back in at once right coming back to regular life i can imagine that it's that's where the real practice starts as well as finding that silence and that disassociation in the immersed immersed in association right there's so much going on here in the city and in life in general you know Mm. yeah you put it perfectly and what i've noticed with all these practices yoga vipassana ayahuasca all the psychedelics it's i like how you called ayahuasca a practice because it is (laughs) you know that's a fucking (laughs) practice man (laughs) you've been there you know how it is (laughs) but um it's like a common theme that's been showing up it's it's practiced by reduction reducing things and it's reducing the noise to Mm. the point of just a state of awareness and like all these practices in africa they do some type of dance the um, medicine men used to do 24-hour rhythmic dancing around the fire with the drums and apparently that would put you in a psychedelic state an altered state and what's happening there is you're just you're constantly moving till you you almost lose yourself mm. and that's their form of vipassana they're probably getting the same kind of effects through dance whereas the monks and then uh, the yogis would find vipassana where it's more silence or yoga where they they get into that state through movement mm. and then the final pose is what it's uh oh yeah uh, shavasana shavasana yeah the corpse pose corpse pose and that the whole point of yoga is to get you into that pose in silence where there's nothing left to give and yeah. just so it's really about reduction just reducing 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 they always joke that it's the hardest pose <laughs> you know you said it you said it a few sentences ago and i loved it it's like it's like you're immersing yourself in association and then disassociating yeah like like the association is what's actually happening so you have to accept it but the disassociation is like your choice of not letting it in really deep not letting mm. it touch the, the the source yeah and then just kind of moving freely because there is that little piece of you that is free or something yeah you know, like it's how, hard to put f- into words but how fucking hard is that in general disassociation <laughs> but, <Yeah>. i mean <laughs> we were talking earlier 
in the car or no, no, in the park there and you yeah. were saying like i've been eating a little shittier lately yeah and i and i have too yeah. you know and that's why i felt shitty this morning yeah is like this accumulation my point is i was gonna rant but like my point is that it seems hard in the moment but there's all these tiny decisions and then like a month later it's a lot easier yeah and one of those decisions could be a shot of rapé through the fucking nostrils <laughs> or, or an ayahuasca ceremony yeah. or or keeping your yoga or vipassana practice up even or if it's fucking, 20 minutes and or a cold shower it can bring you right back into it a it's lot of so it. crazy yeah. And it, that's what's so mind. I've been starting the cold showers lately. Yeah, me too. Oh it's, my god! I, dude. I, I engaged protocol <laughs> Wim Hof. It's, it got a little cold outside, and I said, "Nope, yeah. I'm getting out." <laughs> and then you you catch yourself like complaining about cold, and then after the cold shower, you're like, "Wow, like I was being such a bitch," <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? It's the same thing. It's the anxiety. It's, it's like this fear of the future and just being uncomfortable. And for some pre- for, for a lot of people, I think for most people, it's just a problem. Yeah, it's just act. It's a thing. It's just like this anxiety. Anxiety is only that. Anxiety is this fear of uh, discomfort in the future because you experience discomfort in the past. Mm. And then there's, I mean, for me personally, and cold showers are a good example, there's this, almost this like addictive property of how you feel after. And that could literally be there when it comes to some tobacco substance or, or cold showers because it gives you like endorphins and whatnot. Yeah. But the an addiction i don't think an addiction is a bad thing when i a, a the benefits are are there obviously like the, the benefits outweigh the the cost mm. but b the cost is like there's a there's effort involved if it's instant gratification yeah then there's no vulnerability there's no integration there's no exactly. real growth like like today was a good example you know like i i feel crappy i i justify my feeling in the moment and i and i look at my life with that lens where where the truth is it's a bunch of tiny decisions that got me to this feeling today Mm -hmm. and then there's a simple little ritual and uh, maybe a substance is involved and then suddenly i feel better maybe and it's hard to transition my ego's like no 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 like it's not that easy i'm i'm a thing i have power i Mm -hmm. felt a certain way i had reasons to feel that way i can't just take a thing or do a thing and feel better but the truth, anyone who's been depressed, they, they tell you, I need to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. That shit helps me. Yeah. It doesn't even cure me. It just yeah. takes the edge off. Yeah. But that's like five days a week fucking pumping iron or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard for some reason. We're like some, we're, a lot of us are very cerebral and, yeah. and we forget about the somatic and we just say, I can't take a pill and it's going to fix me. I can't take a, I can't just do some ceremony and it's going to fix me. And they all have that parallel. I can't just drink a bunch of booze and it's going to fix me either. There's a, there's a, they're all jumbled together. Yeah. I guess my point before was that like, it's a lot easier to down like seven drinks and feel good and feel a little shitty the next day and then take a little hair of the dog and just yeah. kind of do the whole thing all over again. Whereas if you do yoga, it's like, there's a, there's a bit of a struggle involved, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. easy. It's not an instant gratification. There's work to be done to get to that state. Whereas if you yeah. down your shots, it's how much effort was involved behind that. And the amount of effort is proportionate to the result. It's true because you'll get that feeling quick and Mm -hmm. it will drop quick too. Yeah. Whereas you do a nice yoga class, you're good for a few days. You feel vibrant, you know, vibrant. It's, uh, I think that's what it comes down to is the, the duration of struggle before it gives you that gratification. Right. And it's like, I've noticed that when I did, um, when I did my fast, you know, Mm. the seven day fast, 
I had to stop at six days because I, I messed up big time. <laughs> I, I went to a water park with some buddies. Uh, oh, so you, you burnt well, a lot I, of calories kind I, of thing? I, oh, yeah. It just so happened that it was 40 degrees that day. It was, oh, okay. it was one of those weekends where it was like we had a heat wave. So uh, we were at the water park and I'm just waiting in line with no food in my system for six days and just pounding sun on my head. My friends got worried about me. I was like hallucinating and just walking around. I, you I start did, feeling your heart in your chest? I don't even know. what I was not even in my body at that point. I was like, just like... So that happened like day four and you just kept going? Yeah, well... You I know when you feel like you're dying, but you don't know why? <laughs> like that's that's only happened to me during fasting. It's like but, my heart's just... Tuk-a, 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 yeah. And I'm like, this is not but, normal. But I don't usually dude, feel my heart like that. I felt amazing the whole way through. It was just that moment was like, okay, you're burning X amount of calories and you have nothing in your system, your reservoir mm. to sustain this this type of strenuous activity. And that activity was just being in the sun, how much heat you're actually producing to cool off, right? It's um, You needed some Gatorade in that moment. You yeah. needed some, some sugar salt. Yeah, so I did, I did a BCA drink. It kind of helped, but there's still no calories there. So it was just, I did one ride. And then I laid down the rest of the day on some, some <laughs> lawn chair. I was out cold. <laughs> I am dying. Go yeah. on without me. But that's but that fast, though, it's an example. It's six days of struggle or seven days of struggle. You can imagine the prolonged lasting effects afterwards from that duration, right? And it's the same thing with Vipassana. You do your 10 days. That's a commitment. And that's going to carry on tenfold when you come back to reality. You know? Yeah, you're right. And... And it drills a technique into you mm. like those 10 days. I mean, just I love the the attention to detail in Vipassana. I really find it. It's like the cold showers, the Vipassana, the, the, the drum circles and stuff you were talking about. It's like this substanceless life hack, not life hack. Like you're literally hacking your, your biology. Mm. I don't want to say life <clears throat> hack. It's like literally like they're finding how something works and then they're pushing the button like 20 times to see what happens and they're saying what if i do this and then do that and then like the buddha that's that's how they describe him is like some kind of philosophy scientist he Mm. just sits there and feels and goes oh okay like this is a thing i feel this i'm aware of this now what what if can i control this can i move this can i upregulate, downregulate this thing whatever this thing is and then just do that like a hundred times and then like like you exponentially build like tools of awareness and go internally like infinitely until you're feeling yourself at like a subatomic level and realizing that all of life is this like in and out blip of of life and death constantly yeah. and like everything beyond that is a complete bullshit story that yeah. is just like should we labeled yeah like yeah. a yeah labeling it's like we're just we're just labeled we're yeah. label machines we're yeah. as human we're just we're just we're just telling it's just reference we're just printing out words and putting it to each thing we see yeah, you know. there's pros and cons to that, I guess. Yeah, but that's fascinating. It really comes down to it, and that's a good realization that it's the duration of struggle of whatever you're doing will amplify the reverse, right? The benefit, right? So that's it's why. It's like blood in, blood out, sort of. You know, like yeah. if you drink, you get it fast, it leaves fast, you don't feel great after. That's crazy. I didn't think of it like that, but it's exactly it, right? You do an intense hour workout at the gym where you leave it all at the gym. You go home and like whatever problems that were lingering around you in your life, etc. it's, I wouldn't say they go away because they don't, they're always there, but your perception around them, the weight that you've held onto, it's kind of released a little bit. Hmm. Life's gray, right? Yeah. So if you're seeing things black or white, it's you. Yeah. It's not the. It's not life. Yeah. I guess life will like. Ha- there'll, there'll be moments. There'll be peaks and valleys, like everyone says. But there is this kind of melange that's like ever prevalent, and I, that's kind of just the instant red flag is to be mm. like, oh no no, everything is black. Everything seems yeah. 
bleak and and wrong then it's like okay that's not the world that's you yeah you're just focusing on a section and the the whole thing is is like what we were carrying on before is that it's not one thing will fix your depression or one thing will fix this it's accumulation of all those little mini struggles the cold shower Mm. the training the yoga the meditation they're all little pieces of the puzzle and then over time when a month later you're like holy shit where does this perspective come from it's just well, it came from all your decisions you made that whole month of, okay, I'm going to commit to the cold shower. I'm going to start doing my practice. And it's just over repetition over time. That's the results, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we, we kind of, especially nowadays is we're so, everything's so quick in terms of stimulus and gratification and notifications and all that kind of stuff. So when you break it down where you create little mini struggles here and there, everything you start, okay, I'm going to wake up a little bit earlier. I'm mm-hmm. going to do my five minute cold shower. And that over time creates this this mindset that you've built yourself, that you've accumulated. And that's like, that's profound. That's the growth, right? It, it's not in the moment, but it's where it's going to lead to. Yeah, it's like, um, it's hard to see the value of saving up. And that's kind of what you're describing. Yeah. It's like you're, you're you know, like uh, you work at an office somewhere and they're like, hey, give us like 10% of your paycheck and we'll put it in like some shares or something. And you don't think about it. And then the funny thing is you adjust. So it doesn't deplete you in any way. And then five years later, you have like five grand in some account somewhere and you didn't even realize it. And it didn't cut anything out of your life. And now you have more than you thought you did. And that's, that's a pretty good parallel. It's it's great. It's, it's, I think that's kind of why I like things like, like a, a, you know, ayahuasca ceremony or, or Vipassana. There's something obviously there's a struggle there there's a there's a breaking of your routine and it's not exactly easy but it's kind of what i was talking about earlier about like you're on the plane it's too late kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's an it's a nice in between yeah of like i just have to fall now and and maybe that's bad too because there there could be some there could be a lot more engagement and then you get more out of it but maybe it that's go the just other some, way as well though right? yeah you could try too hard yeah. you could you could not be you could just just be there just do the thing yeah you know sometimes when i talk that way i wonder if it's just my ego trying to go like like oh no like th- this is where i control this is this is you're just trying to define what you control yeah and you were saying earlier like there's not much to control there which is a weird thing to wrap our heads around even for me i'm like innately philosophical but to say like i'm not in control of my my the bad things that happen to me, the good things that happen to me, it's really just my attitude. Hmm. And and that that shines the most. I see my my faults and my virtues when it's the cold shower or when it's <laughs> yoga because it's time it's micro decisions, it's every day, it's yeah. a routine, yeah. it's maintenance. It's oh I don't feel like it and today, but I do easy. it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's never easy. That's what I love about it. It's just I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> you love that? I, I hate that. I love when you go into the fire and it's just burning and you're fuck, okay, I gotta accept it. You know? I guess so. That's, I don't know. That's why the cold shower, there's never a fucking moment that you're like yeah, this is, I want this. I mean, in a sense you do, but you really don't until you get into it. And then you get past that little resistance and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. But there's always that, oh, fuck. Like no one's waking up at 6 a.m. saying, yeah, it's cold shower time. I mean, you are to pump yourself up, but at a deeper level. I, <laughs> I hope, like what's your what's your impression on this? Like I hope, and it started happening. It still hasn't happened with something like yoga, but like there's this... I don't want to do it and then you do it and then when you're done and not a moment before hmm. you're like I'm glad I did this I a lot of things in my life are like that I call oh, it going to the gym because yeah. you never want to go and you're never you're always happy that you went when you're leaving yeah 
there's always that feeling of oh i'm so glad i did that but it starts like when the benefits start showing and and cold shower is a good example because you just feel amazing when you get out of mm-hmm. there you feel like a million bucks you can't yeah. avoid that you're just like you could have been depressed you could have been this or that your ego is yeah. holding on to these like labels like we were saying but yeah. your body just feels a million times mm-hmm. better that starts imprinting into your your consciousness and your waking actual self goes oh no i want to do this and yeah. then eventually i hope maybe it takes like five years for some people maybe it just takes two weeks for some other person depending on your personality but like you you the value of it is ingrained in you and then it catches up and you're and the you do wake up and say oh cold shower time like i can't wait i think the more you do anything like that where <clears throat> you the cold showers the gym over time that resistance gets smaller and smaller that voice that says oh i don't feel like doing it but mm. i don't think it's ever possible to fully eliminate it because we all have that inner demon that just wants to fucking mm. f- curl up in a ball and do its own thing so i think over time that five-year example there may be once a week you don't want to do it and then you kind of laugh at yourself because you go anyway but it's like when you start something it's there's so much resistance behind it like fuck cold shower i can't do it think of you took two months off cold showers or whatever a year or your first time ever jumping in like the idea of it is terrifying it sucks again yeah and it sucks it's like even in yoga practice if you stop for a year and you go back into it everything is off it sucks harder because you <laughs> you let yourself slide down yeah. the spiral yeah which which seems effortless yeah. whereas climbing takes consciousness so easy to fall back down actually about that though i feel like that's a lie maybe i'm wrong i'd love your opinion on that because Mm. i had this little moment this little like visual epiphany once and it was like a series of doorways you know like every decision like i have a path and it's winding and weird and it doesn't really matter where it ends but it's just this thing it's it's my life before me you know and every step or every kind of like major or minor decision looked like this series of doors like i'm playing a game show and there's like you know there's like 10 doors so the path of no resistance and no change and no consciousness is just taking that middle door Hmm. and and then then you're like a plinko you're just going where you're going it's already where you where you start now is is there's there's a path you could end up at if you put no energy essentially and that's bad yeah. Probably. Maybe you're lucky. Maybe it ends up somewhere cool, but you still didn't do anything. You didn't You didn't resist much. You didn't uh, accept much. You just kind of floated. You were unconscious. There was no growth. You didn't add anything to yourself or to the world, to say to say the, the least. <laughs> so we, can, we can call that the, the base level, right? Sort of. Yeah, it's the, it's the center. It's yeah. this energyless nonsense. And yeah. then I realized that the, let's say the rightmost door was the best decision I could take in that moment. Okay. And the leftmost door was the most hurtful decision I could take for myself and subsequently for every, all my loved ones and the world, if you want to really like go deep. Yeah, and amplify it. And the, that, my realization was that these have the same, these take the same amount of energy. Yeah. So... Maybe it's bullshit to kind of think of it like a spiral. Like there is something easy about fucking off, but it's not easy. It's just this habituation to resistance, but acceptance takes as much energy as resistance. It's just the other side of the same coin. And I don't know, like, is that, does that sound, does that sound right to you? Like maybe I'm just putting it in a way where it sounds good, but like, it's not always my experience. I just feel like if I, you know, untighten my grip so to speak then i just i just slide the fuck down 
down, yeah. down, down, down. And then all, maybe the reason why it feels like it gains momentum and it's, you know, gravity, you know, down is, yeah. is easier is because as, as I accumulate bad decisions, I get down on myself and I get into that modality hmm. of just being shittier and treating myself shittier. And then there becomes, I mean, I think it's, I think self-sabotage is the word. It yeah. becomes like, oh, like what I start questioning, what do I deserve? What is my worth? Like these crazy questions okay, that yeah. should never be asked, but yeah. they're, they're just part of my. Well, that that's the momentum in that doorway, right? It's if you go down that spiral, like the, the negative feelings and thoughts are just propelling it further and further in. Whereas if you went down the right doorway where it's whatever it is, we can use the gym as always an example. It's like over time, that becomes almost effortless because it's just like habitually part of you now. Whereas the other way, if you went down the fucking off route, that's endless as well. And it just, it propels itself in a more negative state, you know? Mm, that's momentum is momentum. It's momentum, man. That's a, yeah. That's, a, I always say this. Uh, I got it from Mark Passio. He's a very like, uh, eager beaver kind of like aggressive human being and he he often says like there's no innate uh good or bad to humans you know like which makes it easy to forgive everybody if you really believe that uh or observe it i should say because i think it's true but he points out that uh humans are just programmable that's all we are mm. you know there's some predispositions to violence let's say which you can argue is evil because we are the surviving evolutionary uh, result yeah, yeah like we're we're the guy we're here yeah. we're the ones who lived yeah. we're the ones who were crazy enough to explore everything <laughs> we're the ones who murdered yeah. everything and fucked everything until we got here All and that's here that's our dna that's yeah. our ancestry that's yeah. our literal blueprint but i mean it's it there's there's resistance but that is true humans are just programmable yeah we're just like mushy dumb things we're, the, we're one of the only species that gets we're born and we're, we're like useless and we need to be taken care of. There's like this yeah. social aspect that is paramount, that is really, really, really like just, I almost want to call it like the DNA of the species, like this spiritual DNA is that we're passing down things all the time. Yeah. And anyway, I'm, I'm rambling, but like momentum is just momentum. And if i'm if i default to like a negative perspective which isn't necessarily the ego but is is uh is like my observer self being affected or listening to being changed being swayed by the ego then that's a lie essentially yeah. and i don't feel the momentum of of the gym and all. i went to the gym for three months straight and i got jacked and my, my, but my brother was there the whole time. He was pulling me through, you know, and he was like really getting me to hmm. to a place where I wouldn't have gotten alone. And now I have momentum and I can do some stuff on my own. But like, I don't know, man. I don't see the, I guess, I, I guess, you know, if, again, I can only talk about myself, to be honest. And yeah. I guess that's where I need to, to let go. That's my resistance is yes. ignore my story. It's a formula that you can apply, right? Going to the gym 4X a week. Over time, if you consist to that, if you stay consistent to that formula, it's just going to have the results regardless where your mind's at, hmm. at least in the terms of the physical results. The mental results physiologically should change, but it's mindset's also part of it. But that's momentum. It's just the task carrying on with over duration of time just becomes stronger and stronger. You know, it's momentum's an interesting one because it's very real. You know, picture your first time. Uh, meditating like I barely meditate but when I when I commit to sitting down for that five minutes all of a sudden two weeks later 
that five minutes is so much easier. Mm. I know it's just because there's a weight of history behind it. The two weeks prior of every day doing that, that momentum that you've created, it's fascinating. It's yeah. a shame. Like we're pretty much burnt our time already, but like yeah. uh, I would have loved to get into, like we were talking about integration before. Hmm. I guess we don't really have time now, but it could like. be a good, uh, the next podcast we can talk about uh, integrating all these uh, tools that you've learned through all your practices and how to apply it in a crazy, crazy world, right? Where there's just constant stimulus. Yeah, like like vipassana, the ceremonies. There, there's a reason we we talk about them and and, and we group them. It's because yeah. there's a lot of similarity, and it's yeah. like you're very similar you're themes. taken out and shown a thing like recalibrated. And so yeah. it's like it's like a car going to the garage. You're not on the road. You're on you're on the lift. You know yeah. something. You're you're not running the yeah. way you do. But it's going back on the same road. And, yeah, exactly. How the fuck do you drive that? I want to get into that. Yeah. I would have, we should have got into that today because yeah. I, I'm so curious about, it. I mean, you talked about it too. Like you yeah. had a ceremony and then you wanted to, I mean, like you kind of, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you expressed like a kind of discomfort or sadness. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's feeling it too. Even though he's like way more experienced with it. Oh man. Uh, it's, uh, it I took know. a week of integration just to get back to baseline. Like I was so far under mm. and like when you're completely destroyed and then coming back to reality without a strong foundation where you don't even know where ground zero is anymore. How that f- is exactly how I felt. My integration, it was my first and only time so far. Yeah, and just for the, the listeners, we're talking about ayahuasca. We, we, we partake, oh yeah, ceremony. Yeah, yeah. we partaked in a, in a few ayahuasca ceremonies. Sammy joined me about a month ago. It's almost a month now, I wow. think, yeah. Okay. That so flew by, yeah. three weeks-ish. So yeah, and then I, I went again two weeks after. <laughs> for my own uh, continuation of the story of the growth. But yeah, th- what we want to get into is the integration and what the fuck do you do when you get back? Because that's the real work. Like ayahuasca is hard work, mm. but the real work is what the fuck do you do when you get back? It's But it's like you, it's there's some sadness to in general, let's say. Like, the you know, there's this deep vulnerability because the ceremony is 80% of the experience. Hmm. The ayahuasca is the, the nos or yeah. the cherry on top or whatever. Yeah. And it's yeah. imperative. I loved it. It was very beautiful, the whole thing. Yeah. And I don't know, like all together, it has to all be together, you know? Yeah. And there's this deep vulnerability, like I'm saying. And then you get out and there's almost this relief, you know? It's like I'm I'm suddenly like, I just feel more zen. Other people are telling me I'm more, I look more relaxed. I'm acting more conscious and I can fucking feel it. Yeah. I have this window into the moment now that I just didn't before. And for some reason, my integration was a complete lack of integration. Hmm. It was just me. I was in this observer seat and I was just like watching myself do all this stuff that I did before. Hmm. And I'm smoking weed and I'm eating garbage food and I'm like, oh, I'll do some yoga here, I'll <laughs> go to the gym there. Yeah. And then it started ramping up. It's like I'm I just let the wheel go. Hmm. And I'm like really not taking care of myself but i'm just watching the whole time yeah and it took so long because there was such a powerful medicine in that ceremony but i started losing my grip on it the benefits um whatever you want to call them they aren't they were not permanent yeah the only permanence though was the ability to just the understanding that there's a lot of choice involved that there's there's this space this throne and the ego doesn't have to sit there i thought it did i thought it was me but it's a thing and i'm a thing too but like i'm an i'm a cumul- i'm an accumulation of things like i this this ability to observe which again i could ramble and it's beyond conversation to yeah. be honest 
all you can do is like, uh-huh, I've been yeah. there. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And it's to degrees as well. Yeah. Because then you meet people like Ramdas or something or, or whoever, you know, example. Yeah. And they are, the way they look at you, the way they listen to you, even when they're talking, they're listening in some Intense profound Intense presence. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dude, we got to get into integration. I think that is the hardest part because I, I, I see that it can't be taught. I mean, you can get little tidbits of nice, mm. cute uh, quotes and stuff that help, but the integration is all on you. Mm. And that's part of the practice because everyone has their own story and own struggles and own um, lineage of problems that have accumulated in their life. No one's lived your life. So to integrate, it's you can get teachings from other people and, and really kind of get a direction, but it's up to you to navigate that ship. And that's the tough work, man. It's tough to just sit and watch. Yeah. I mean, which is most of the maybe maybe I'm wrong, but there there's a certain it's a dance, you know, being passive in yeah. terms of like the story, like you were saying, but then being active in everything else, having this kind of enthusiasm and how to balance it all. Perspective. Right? Yeah. It's like juggling thirty things at once. It's it can be overwhelming, right? Yeah. And I think that's why the spiritual practice in all aspects, everything you do is constant work, constant fuel to the fire, because there's no moment where you'll achieve pure enlightenment and I'm here good clean yeah. my hands off I've made it I'm there it's just constant work and it's against the grain that's the funnest part you know like everyone says like oh the love is our natural state love is a doing verb thing like it yeah but I didn't learn any of that shit until <laughs> I was like 20 something yeah. you know I was just and how much reason. suffering to get to that state and still continue on right yeah it's like love, suffer, love, suffer, this, suffer, then get back to love and then back to suffering, happiness, suffering. And it's, we kind of demonize suffering as it's, uh, we'll get into the next podcast because I want to talk to you about how I was shown suffering, how I've been demonizing that mindset and how it shouldn't be that way mm. and how you should avoid feeling sad and, and suffering and that, no, no, that shouldn't be part of your life to embracing that and be like, wow, okay, this is part of it and you can't ignore it. We live in a culture where it's promoted to ignore that side of your mind, where you should be in a good state at all times. It's like whatever you're showing to the public should be positivity or the negativity will get washed away. No one wants that around. Yeah. So Maybe that, that's a big reason why the, the integration can be difficult is because change is hard in general. Yeah. There's going to be resistance there. You know, like you're, you're like a, it's slow. It's just yeah. slow. And, and then on top of that, you're surrounded by a bunch of people whether they have your best interest at heart or not, somewhere in your mind, you're going to find it hard to change in front of them. They know you. They see you in a certain way. You changing is is them changing also. Yeah. And they're going to resist that. And then there, there's, there's a lot that can come in and help you. And a lot of that can give you that upward momentum. But there's so much like um, rust that you mm -hmm. have to break off. And you could end up just being like, a chicken trapped in the shell sort of and like you're not ready yet yeah which is kind of what i was saying before you know yeah. like my integration was non-integration yeah you know I, I it was amazing for me to see the low that i had a I had a valley but i i, I there's a there was a clear ability to stay centered mm. there's there is now too yeah and there's a there's maybe like a all this additional garbage in the psyche <laughs> of like of like beating myself up for not taking that choice all the time now that i know it's a choice and all that kind of stuff but yeah I needed that lack of integration to see the importance of integration. Mm. You know, yeah, if, if it just integrated, then I would have yeah. missed that. So and that, that could be your next lesson at next ceremony is 
diving more into that part of it. I, I, it's a, I'm, I'm a little clearer on the direction. Yeah. You know, I just got to face yeah. a different direction. There's no, there's no, that's, that's harder than it sounds sometimes, but that's hard. all it is. Yeah. It's just all, all we've been talking, this whole time, all we've been talking about essentially is, is like some windy <laughs> knotted version of acceptance. Yeah. And there's no way around it. It is knotted. It is weird. It's, it's an undoing of a bunch of crap. And we don't know what's going on and we're all trying to help each other and we're all a little lost and there's a few people who they're calm in the storm and then you, you go, Hey, how did you do that? And they go like, Oh, I'm just, you know, yeah. gotta just let it be. You're like, what am I? can't control the storm. <laughs> yeah. I can only control me. Why yeah. would I be a storm in the storm? That's yeah. dumb. And then it's stuff like that cracks through and then you're, you don't care if you're still the chickens stuck in the, sh in the shell. You're like, oh, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. here. It's all right. <laughs> It's it could good. be worse. It could be better, but I'm. There's no victimization anymore. Mm. There's no blame. There's yeah. just responsibility. There's yes. just what. What do I actually do? Empowerment here and now. Taking that back into your own hands, realizing yeah. that it's all your decision. And for a lot of people, we need each other for that. We yeah. need permission, which it sucks because there's all this self empowerment vibe going on these days, and it's been there since the, the early '80s. You know, it's important. It's very easy to forget that. It's self-empowerment, yes, but there's collective empowerment that's so important too. Yeah. We kind of forget about that, is that we're all in this together. It's hard to know when to do which one also. Mm. So, so a lot of people, dance. yeah. You know, it's just. It's well. a dance. It's a cha-cha. <laughs> there's a lot of times when you want to, when you, like, you know when you just want to be with someone and you know it's to distract yourself? Yeah. Like there's no, there's no like real value there's yeah. no honor it's, it's just pure like, distraction yeah it's like a the person is a an escape yeah and that that's part of it man that's the time when you need to be alone yes. and when you don't want to be with people <laughs> that's when you should be maybe yeah. again i can only talk about myself i'm a freaking ass man <laughs> <laughs> all right brother we did an hour uh, or yeah, close some. to it Fuck. all right whoever's listening i fucking love you yeah nate i fucking love you yeah brother let's keep it going brother mm. all right